This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Baylor has a new tight ends coach, Jared Anderson, joins us on 365 Sports with Paul Catalina, Craig, and David Smoke. Jared, great to hear from you. You and I have known each other a long, long time. You were a part of Tyler Junior College, and then, of course, uh, I, I leaned on you a couple of times when you were uh, at TCU during those great teams back at the, the Rose Bowl and more in trying to get your perspective on what Baylor was at that time as they were trying to, like, find some traction. Did you ever think there would be a time you would actually be coaching at Baylor? <laughs> I, I think uh, wearing green, uh, I've got a lot of former players that have already called me from uh, East Texas and areas that I've recruited and, and called me a traitor already. But I, <laughs> I said, you know what? I said, you just got to be able to come down a little further south. And I said, you'll see the traitor when it comes to game day. But no, they're all good. All my kids that played for me, I said, they're all appreciative of it. You brought up an area that you know a lot about. I don't know what region you'll get. I'm sure that's something that has already been discussed. But you uh, found diamonds in the rough, as I called them. Really good football players that sometimes people didn't know too much about. And then they ended up being stars at TCU and elsewhere. What was that like? And is that something that, that was kind of your, not legacy, but something that you're more proud of? I mean, it, it's probably a lot of times that you probably had some kids that were first generation college kids and things like that and seeing them walk across the stage and the success they had on the football field and some of the things that they're able to give back and from Kilgore to Longview, I mean, some of the areas of East Texas and even, I mean, and Tyler from that standpoint, I said, it's, I mean, it's one of those things that you're just, you're proud of as a coach. I mean, but also as a person that you, you see them successful in life besides just football. Coach, uh, with the new offense with Jake Spavitol, who we had on the show yesterday, coming in, and the tight end positions, responsibilities will morph. I don't want to say change. They'll morph into something different. What do you expect to see? What is different that you can tell fans that they can see out of that position from uh, the last zone read offense or the wide zone offense to to this one? Well, it's, we kind of had our first kind of meetings today and just talking about it and I said, uh, you're you're going to have to be physical, and you're also going to have to play fast. You're also going to have to be able to do things with the football. I said, you're asked to do things with the football, but I said, you're going to have some accountability on both ends, from the throwing game and the running game. That's you know, it's all, always not going to be outside zone. There's going to be some different avenues that you'll have to do. Coach Jake told us that you guys, or at least in his case, uh, had been on the road and met the prospects more than he'd actually met the guys on the team and spent time around them. Um, what was that like to just be able to be around the guys and, and start to get into no process and the importance of all that? Oh, it's good. I'm glad they're all wearing their names with their shirts on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I know my tight end room, but I said everybody else, I said, you know, guys from different parts that you'd recruited before, at the other place, and I said, it's funny. I said, I need their job. I said, I want every – I said, they need to wear this every day for the next few weeks while we're on the road. Yeah, like back in the days of high school when they had the, the, the whatever across your front of your helmet, your name, when you yeah. had to learn the player. Jarrett, you're in the tight ends room. Uh, they've lost some tight ends. They've gained some tight ends too. What is your role compared to what that offense is with that specific position? You know what, I, I – 
and I told them, I said, you know what? I wasn't part of the other two. I mean, the other couple of kids that kind of left here. So I said, I can't say anything about it. I said, I can only look at film and, and kind of go from there. And I told them, I said, we're moving forward with it. I said, the guys that we have in here are, are good. Enough. I mean, I said, we're win- either winning with you or because of you or, wh- or we're winning with you. And I said, you, I said, I want to win because of you. And I said, I have an expectation for you. And I said, uh, I said, it's one of those things that I'm going to demand, I'm going to demand perfection. So when you come on, get on game day, that you get to go play fast and you get to have a great time. What are your impressions of your early going with Dave Aranda? And he is, um, he's just such a unique dude, especially when it comes to the coaching world. I don't, I don't like, I don't know if there's a fair comparison to him out there as far as the way he approaches things. Yes. I mean, I coached again, I coached again against him and, only had to do a handshake and finally get an interview with him. I, I can appreciate some of the things and some of the values he's instilled in the program. And that's, uh, and he, dema- I mean, he demands excellence on the football field and off the football field. And that's, I mean, there's a lot of guys that, that preach it, but sometimes don't follow through on it. How new is this staff and the getting to know process for you with the, the staff uh, members? Are, are, is there some previous connections that you can kind of you know go on into already, guys that you knew from, from years prior, or is this kind of all brand new to you in some ways as well? Well, I've known Spav for I mean, I've known Spav for a while, and then uh, I've known Cap. He, it was funny because he came down, I mm-hmm. think, during the Rose Bowl years. They were at Southern Miss. He was the fedora kind of going to North Carolina and kind of cl- did some – ball clinic during that time and and baker and having got getting to know the receiver and then you know and uh running back and getting to know those guys but the other two guys i don't know previously jared uh with your time at utsa jeff trailer uh, we've known him and you know his what he's done and, and now with your time at tcu and how long you were on the gary patterson uh staff too You've been around, but you were there longer at TCU. You still have kind of a blend, a chemistry of what you've learned from various people? Yes. I mean, that, and I always tell coaches, and I tell young coaches, I said, you, you can't ever lose the ability to learn. And I said, it doesn't matter if you're learning from a new co- a young coach or an older coach. And I said, if you, once you lose that ability, I said, you shouldn't be coaching anymore. And I said, that was, it was good to see different things that Jeff incorporated that that I took from and learned from, and there's some good traits. I mean, there's some good traits, and there's always things that you can learn from different coaches on the staff, whether you're, they're young or old. And you, you learn, you build friendships as you're in that room together. So I said, because you have to go through the fight day in and day out when you're going to play that game, whether they're they're good battles or bad battles from that day. Jared, uh, you went to Lee, right? Yes, I went to Lee. That's where Craig went. That's his alma mater. And now, of course, they got a new name. And then you were a part of it for a little bit with Tyler Junior College. Did that help you with the relationships you built? You built once you started recruiting that area. I think I think it did. I think it helps that you have familiarity with the the parents and stuff back there. As you get older, you even know the parents. And now I've got. <laughs> What's even crazier is now I've got former players with me at TCU that are recruit. I mean, you're recruiting their kids or their nephews from that standpoint, and you know people that that know you, and they know what and they know what what you're about. Where was, not, they know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My they, they know you're fine. They know that you're that you have substance, and that when you come back home, that your family's there too. That that you mean what you say, and you say what you mean. 
You're about to be inside McLean Stadium where you've had some exhilarating wins and you've had a couple of, especially one in particular, lost that probably still eats at you to this day because it was a classic. Have you thought much about that? You know what? I haven't thought. I think that when we had a recruiting weekend and they said, you know, we, you need to go to this dressing room. And I, told, <laughs> I mean, way to go. And I'm like, guys, I've only been in one dressing room before. I can't tell you where anything else is in this place. All I've seen is one locker room and one tunnel to walk out of. I haven't walked out of any other place. You, uh, we have Phil Bennett who's on our show like every Monday, and you know, Phil, the storytelling, the memories and all that, uh, that he's joined us many, many times. And he, he, he told me that I needed to bring up with you the fight, not fight, like fist fight, but the recruiting battle for Shock Linwood and how Baylor <laughs> ended up with him, of course, and had a great career. But what were those battles like? Because Baylor and TCU probably recruited that area better than anybody. Well, I always told him he had a little cheat, he had a little cheat sheet with his brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He had, he had Jerry on his side because Shock at one time was committed to it. But I mean, it was one of those things that Coach Patterson said, "Well, I don't know why we're even recruiting with the brother, the brother on the other side." He goes, "You know, blood's thicker than water." <laughs> yeah. and, and and it was when you got yeah. the call from Coach Aranda. What did it mean to you? to get back into the Big 12, but also just to have this opportunity? Oh, I was I was excited. I think my son was, uh, my 15-year-old was excited even more. Even though he'd grown up the TCU, I think it's it's wearing on him a little bit to, to get back into the Big 12. And I said, you know what, it, it, it gets me closer to home and closer to my family of where my roots are. And you know what, I, I enjoyed the, so we got a few new teams in the conference, but I said it's it's great to get to go coach against these guys again from the Oklahoma State and Arizona, knowing guys on Arizona State and Arizona, and and going against Colorado and some of the new teams in the conference. How much uh, Paul brought up uh, the Spavital connection now with that, and 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 of course the the game that's so wide open. Baylor had gotten away from that since 2016. Is that going to be kind of like teaching uh, another language, or is that really not that big of a deal? You know what? It's I mean, kids probably learn the the language a lot easier than coaches do sometimes because they have to adjust from what their high school system was to college. From that standpoint, it's probably sometimes the tempo and your demands and they have to just probably to coach speak and the verbiage a little bit, but just adjusting to the different personalities. And we got to adjust to different personalities with the kids too. Do you like the transfer portal as something that helps fill something up or can create a vacuum in a position, whatever position you might coach? You know what? It's gotten to the point that you just, you live with it and you deal with it. I mean, you kind of work at both ends of the spectrum. Sometimes you can, I mean, I was at a place last year where, you know, we, we gained some good kids out of it, but also they lost a kid that went to Texas and lost a kid that went to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Some of those, but we gained. But what's amazing, that kid came from Sam Houston. So, I mean, it wasn't like that. Uh, it was almost Robin Peter to pay Paul. Yes, like Craig brought this up, and we've discussed this. A lot of players, we even mentioned somebody today that committed to another school in the Big 12. It's no longer they're from, like, Estacado High School in Lubbock. They could be from <laughs> UCLA, Arizona, and then whoever else they commit to. 
that's exactly what I told somebody. I said it's the only, it's probably the only sport right now that you could be a transfer three times in one season. <laughs> yep. Play <laughs> summer in the fall. I said I'm tired of that. Then I could go to Jeff Trailer in the spring, and while I don't like that, then I can transfer again somewhere else and for the next year. Yeah, Coach, I was saying it's going to make Monday Night Football introductions a lot more confusing. The guys are reeling off like three names for schools that they, they went to, you know. You know what? That'll be interesting when you see that first guy that gets on there that lists six different schools that he went to. Yeah. Finally make if he went from junior he goes high school, junior college, and then you go for the mix, if he had to go through all that situation. All right, you mentioned, and, and so did Coach Spavital yesterday, about meeting the kids and, and actually having that hands-on type chance to get to know them, et cetera. Uh, and then next thing you know, and Coach Aranda brought this up. He was in our studio back, I think it was in December, where he said, we're going to hit football like even quicker, like get into the meat of football. There's off-season that's been going on. How long does this take for the uh, – Getting to know each other, not just the names, but getting to know each other. Is this going to be a process up until spring drills? I think it will be a process till spring drills until you'll get to know them, but until you get the pads on where it gets to be, where it's kind of the crunch time when situations happen or you make a mistake. And, and I tell them, I said, that, I said, their mistakes are going to happen, but I said, the mistakes that have to happen can't be a dumb mistake or a mental mistake that that you've had time to prepare for. Jared, can, mean, you know, can you discuss the Ole Miss tight end who transferred in? Is that now – is he on campus? Uh, yes. Michael Trigg, did you tell us a little bit about what yes, you see in him? Today was his first day, and he's still he's still learning. So it was kind of uh, – he's got to learn that I, I demand probably more than probably what other people have told him. I think everybody's told him – I mean, and he's a very talented young man, but it's it, – as I said before, I said, either you have to take that talent to another level. I said, everybody's told you how great you were, but now it's time to actually play great on the field as a college football player. Man, I, I love that. I, I love that. Jared, thanks. For, it's great to hear from you again. It was always cool to lean on you uh, and, and pick your brain when it came to recruiting, also your time at TCU and now at UTSA and now Baylor. Thanks for your time. Great to have you on the staff here. I appreciate it. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.